Gaming NBS, episode 352, being recorded, ah, I don't even know what, July 26th, Monday, July 26th, 2021! Welcome to Gaming and BS, the Tabletop RPG Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back. Glad everybody's here. Sean, how the hell are you, man? Been a while? I'm doing fantastic, Brett. How are you? Not too bad. What the hell did you, did you do last week? Any gaming since we chatted last? I kicked off. I think off. you had some stuff on the, on the, in the pipeline. I kicked off happen. Forbidden Lands. Oh, the chapter, new one. Chapter Dose. The, the big deuce. Okay. Yes. Uh, they, I started, uh, so they, they said, all right, we should probably get together and figure out why we're together. I said, eh, Hey, don't worry about that. I got this. Oh, did you, did you got this or was it kind of, kind of, okay. All I right. mean, I stuck them in an outpost, three of them. Okay. Stuck them in an outpost, kind of a sanctuary waypoint. Hey, it's a trading post. You come in there, it's grub. The rule is not to be obnoxious or they kick you out and then uh off in the distance somebody was going through the woods and being stalked by wolfkin wolfkin are these wolf people and dangerous so, obviously dangerous and a storm was rolling in at the same time and they're uh, trying to double double danger okay. they knew okay. they were being stalked they're trying to out run them and they weren't going to make it and they yelled out and the the guys at the outpost heard and ran to the rescue although she was the one that dispatched the wolfkin and so a little little battle broke out nobody died nobody took damage the wolfkin fried got fried a little bit yeah. and so but they knew they were kind of outnumbered and weren't sure and so they they flew, they fled and now now one of them's got a nickname called patches because it was blood magic, and it burns from the inside. And unless okay. you put it out, you continue to burn. So he's got little burn patches of his I see, fur, I see. right? Okay. Yeah. So, so that's how the party met. That's how they met. So now they're at the the outpost, and now it's up to them. Like, hey, you guys want to adventure together? You got to find a, you know, it's up to you to find the reason, I guess, and and how that works. And then I'm going to give them some legends, uh, some lore, some tips, rumors that they've probably heard at the outpost as they stayed there. And it's up to them what, what they want to pursue. And then that's it. That's Forbidden Lands. And then it kicks off and they, let's go that way or that way or whatever way. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was good all around? I thought it was good. I thought it was a decent start. I mean, I didn't want to heavy fist ham it and sit there and kind of, yeah. And the, the funny thing is about, funny thing, whatever. The, the convenient thing about it is the outpost is very much near two of the characters and where they're from like the forest that they're from is like literally at oh, the okay. back door so you know they were talking about hey where are you from well i'm on the, i'm in i'm in this forest and the other guy's like hey me too right so cool start stuff starts to take shape very good yeah good stuff yeah so that's 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 all i have to say about that what about you brought let's see here um my youngest daughter turned uh, 13 
Oh. So she had a bunch of friends over. Um, kind of cool. Yeah, vaccinated do. stuff. So that was cool. Uh, which put a cramp in our um, user Forgotten Realms first edition game that I'm running for the kids here. Because busy and whatnot. Uh, my buddy Alpha called and said, hey, I got, uh, got my halfling army for Warhammer all set up. You want to come over? Said, sure. So I whipped together a little mishmash dogs of war army and uh he beat me so, which is really embarrassing now a stunty little half legs he's got these great fig it was a it was a fun battle right if AJ you ever want anybody and, to beat in like a miniatures game or something mm-hmm. like that war hamster just call me man I, i'm terrible at those things i am slightly better than terrible so i think <laughs> i might beat you or by or by luck with the way my dice were i sometimes I beat myself <laughs> that's kind of how it goes but let's see here. And then we were going to play um, Mad Mage, uh, the Undermountain game. But Alpha is um, has some pretty serious uh, family stuff going on. So he canceled that. Just wanted to get together and do something that didn't require a lot. Just kind of the Warhammer thing was very small. Get his mind off everything else. So, so that was kind of nice. I just wanted to do something for him. Help him out a little bit. This week, though, tomorrow I have my Greyhawk first edition game, and then um, we're having I'm having the guys over on Saturday for an in-person Greyhawk. So it's a double Greyhawk week. Oh, it's a double header. Sure. They say that in sports header. ball. I understand that's like a back-to-back I, game or something like that. Yeah, that's what they say. Yep. So uh, very little rest time in between. Hopefully, no one will blow a hammy or anything in the online game. We should be good by for the second one. So I don't think this will drop in time. But when the guys show up, I have. Um, Back in the olden days of Dragon Magazine when it was in print. Yes, kids, there were print magazines. Um, <laughs> I had the one which had the deck of many things in it, and I carefully cut them out, and I laminated them, so I had the deck of many things. I have not pulled that out in forever, so this next Saturday there will be a deck of many things found. And uh, I have a very particular location for it and everything, so if this won't drop in time. No one will hear it. So. It's one that you made. What a nerd. No, I didn't make it. I cut oh. out a Dragon Magazine. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. You should make your own. I've been tempted to do that because I am that kind of nerd. But yeah, I'm going to use this one because it's fun. I'm going to pull that off. That'll be a good time. Other than that, uh, not too much. Been kind of been kind of quiet, but that's just with schedules and um, Alpha's family stuff has kind of slowed us down in touch. But it is what it is. Let's see. All my GameCon games were approved. Did yours get all approved? They did. I am actually. I they got approved, but I'm not sure for what time. So I'm just assuming they for the primary time that I. Yeah, you should. Your email should tell you. Let me tell you, it's approved. I didn't even bring read it, but. Oh, there you go. I read the subject line. Like, yeah. Oh, approved. Good for me. I'm good. Moving on. Like any other good game master for a con. When the fuck am I running two hours from now? Well, I better get my game face on. But I've uh, been watching Alex and the guys on Twitter and a couple other social medias. They're getting really close to releasing the list for of games, you know, at least trying to get the at least preliminary list of games that have been approved. It should be a pretty hefty, decent sized list. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a fun time, dude. Yeah, I don't know if Laramie is going to be running under our banner. I hope he is because this guy, this guy, posted on Discord. He ran. DCC Rapan Athuk at a local con. He's in Iowa. Mm-hmm. He thought nobody's going to show up. He goes there, runs 36 to 40 hours 
over four days. People just showing up, dropping, right? Just kind of off-grid, just playing it, everything, right? You know, hey. He got everything from, like, hey, I thought I'd hate this guy, right? Kind of a funnel thing. Hey, I thought I'd hate this guy, but, man, this this guy's my boy, right? This this character's made it. Yeah, I think I'm rooting for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's one of the funnel. There we go. Very good. At the end of the weekend or at one of the sessions, he goes to throw some stuff away, like the garbage, comes back. Everybody gives him a standing ovation. That's awesome. Standing ovation. This guy, Laramie, one of our mods. That is amazing. He's going to be running awesome. that game hall con. Yeah. Oh. That's so, beautiful. Fantastic. You know, that's all those things that as a game master, we've talked about this before, but as a game master and even uh, as a gamer in general, when someone at the table looks at you and goes, that's fucking awesome, or they say, wow, that was fun, that unsolicited feedback is just wonderful. Right, and then organize like big applaud. That it feels really good. Have you had a really standing does. ovation, Brett? Uh, when I wrapped up my vampire game after 15 years, and I said, "This is the last game. I'm never running this campaign world again. If we ever do it, it'll be a complete rebuild." And that was after 23 hours straight. We wrapped that one up. That's worthy of standing ovation, I think. Yeah, it was pretty. It was, it's, it's tank it, you know. No, it didn't. No, it didn't tank it. it was, <laughs> they were like, "Thank God, he's fucking done. Wrap that shit right. up, dude. That boy passed his prime." No, um, but anyway, that I mean, what Laramie did, I would say, is that story elevated above. Mine was people I gamed with for a long time. They were just happy and it was blah blah blah. These are folks that showed up. And a con, just like, hey, let's do yeah. this thing off grid, and holy fuck, that's that's a pretty cool accomplishment. That's awesome. Yeah, Congrats, Lar- man. Laramie, he plays with some gusto. So I, I yes, know. he does. I have run a game for Laramie. That man, man knows how to get in there and shake it up. Brainmaker, as they would say in Mister Mark, director Mark Land. Yep, good guy, very good guy. There you awesome. Go. Anything else, man? We good? I think we're good. Sweet. Let's move on. Random encounter. Segment of the mm-hmm. show where we field emails, voicemails, comments from social media. You can go. I'll let you read. I will go. Stefan Dragonspawn. That guy's last name. I tell I you. I love it. I know. It's so awesome. <clears throat> Deputy Dragonspawn of the BSPD. <laughs> That's awesome. He has, a, he has one of those police, He's got a gamer. police shirts. There's, yes. I believe that you may have forgotten to mention. So this is on retcon, by the way. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I believe that you may have forgotten to mention that players oftentimes have the ability to retcon elements of the game or story. In some game systems, it's even part of the meta or mechanics, such as Benny's in Savage Worlds or story points in Genesis and others. I've used this as a player, and some of my players have done this as well, such as actually I do have a 50-foot rope or my PC knows one of the mooks facing us and she's really on our side. This is also a form of retcon that is part of the system to encourage everyone around the table to contribute to the story and feel that they have a say in the narrative. To Mr. Kelly, no, I have not heard of prime time. I will have to look into it. So the mention, what he mentions is um, prime time adventures. So the RPG, which is, you make up your own TV show and series, and everything mm-hmm. is based on scenes. And then there's yep. it has a card a card element to it. Um, and the uh, second edition came out a couple of years ago. So, anyways, 
Continue to produce such excellent content and have fun the right way, or else I may show up at your door. You will respect my authority, is what he says. Actually, Mr. Dragonspawn is coming through Wisconsin before GameholeCon, and he may actually be showing up at my door to give me a talking to, from what I, I've been told. I heard, I heard the governor was going to give him a key to the state. I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean... Now, I got to say, I feel... I, I read this, and as I was getting ready for the show, I read this, I'm like, I can't believe neither Sean nor I mentioned Benny's story points in Genesis and so forth. Yeah, that's it's actually it's there, right? And even my beloved Gumshoe has the preparedness, right? Did you bring a flashlight? Click, roll the die. Yes, yes, I did bring a flashlight. Um, did you have a gun? Yes, I do. Do you have extra bullets? Why? Yes, I do. Do you have this? Yes, I do. Well, fuck, I completely I, we completely missed bringing that up, and that is definitely true. I think we may have said in passing that there are systems with it. Those, those are very good examples, Stefan. So thank you. That is incredibly true, accurate. And uh, yeah, that was bad of us to not think about that. Well, I mean, I thought about it, but I thought. Let it sit. Let it sit. See if somebody else notices. That, that's a good cover up, Sean. Stefan comes through. And that is, and that, folks, is Sean retconning the discussion we had last time, the fact that we flat out forgot, but he's making it sound like we did know. I like it, Sean. I like it. Little, little retconception there. All right, I like it. <laughs> Thank you, Stefan. Though those are good points. Those are very good points, and I really appreciate you pulling that out there, man. Thank you. Let's see here. Jared comments in the forums about pulling mechanics from other RPGs. Um, one other aspect of this I was thinking of was borrowing procedure from another games. For example, if every time you start a mission in a game, you make checks for X, Y, and Z, you can port that procedure over to another game. If you can map those checks of skills or abilities to a different game. I like the idea for games that don't give you a set way to model something, even though it's assumed as part of the game rules. For example, in some games you might need to get a job from someone, but you don't have a set means of determining where and when a job shows up. And you don't feel like always controlling the whole process. You might pull in procedures from another mission-based game to let you know how trustworthy your employer is, how well the job pays, how dangerous the job is. I should be less lazy, but I'm pretty sure the misdirected Mark folks did a discussion on the difference between mechanics and procedure, even though both are part of the quote-unquote rules of the game. So, Jared, I I agree. I think there is... Um, it's funny. We can get over-noodly and nuanced about procedures versus mechanics and so forth. I think in this case, to me anyway, the procedure is kind of that... It's similar to the checklist thing, Sean, that you explained to me about with the uh, with Forbidden Lands. Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? This this cool pr process, procedure. And I think those types of things were probably easier to lift, I think, into another game system um, than actual mechanics where you say, you know, make two strength checks at, at disadvantage in blah, 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 blah. And then you're like, well, yeah, but I'm running Genesis. Disadvantage doesn't really. How do I... What should I? Or it doesn't map to Savage Worlds. It doesn't map to whatever. But a procedure, like, hey, this is how you get, you roll on these charts, you check these things, and then you determine what kind of jobs you get or what time of adventures are available or blah, 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 which is basically what, what his, his Jared's example is. I think that makes a lot of sense. And if you've got a procedure that's very helpful like that, as you described, Sean, 
with the traveling piece, I think that alone is going to be gold for me when I'm looking at any type of hex crawler overland travel, even if I don't go full blown uh, for Midlands hex crawl approach, just the, Oh fuck. I forgot to check for weather. Oh, I was gonna, you don't have that problem. And there's also something cool about that because you, the, the natural desire to be repetitive in some of that stuff, I think is going to fall apart and be replaced by that. Wow. I didn't know that was going to happen. Yep. Turns out we did get two of those or whatever it was. Because let's say, for example, in the Shadowrun game, I do not know the newest Shadowrun rules at all. So forgive me if this is covered. Um, but if you're like, well, this is how the Mr. Johnson's going to give you the job. And it might be like, well, you meet in the standard format or whatever it is that you're doing. If you feel as game master and players, like, okay, fine. Can we just kind of zip through the we got the job, blah, blah, blah type of thing you know we, i'm sick of role playing the same goddamn backstabby double talky encounter not saying that that's just a shadow run thing that happens in a lot of different games where something gets repetitive and if you take a procedure like this and you add some random elements to that procedure as jared's talking about i think that's pretty cool that's going to help spice that up and change it from a we always do it the same way when we get our quest into wow the quest showed up in the mail they showed up over you know, in some other fashion. So I know Jared, that that's a, that's a good one, man. That got me thinking a bit more about stealing different pieces. And cause Sean, Sean always calls me out when he, when I said, well, you could just pull these mechanics. And he's like, yeah, those mechanics might not click over, but I think thinking of certain pieces more as procedural would be a more elegant way to move them from point A to point B. Sean, you're nodding. You're agreeing with me. I concur. Like the spirit of doing it, and using it as a model, I would yeah. say, into a it's different a game, yeah, <clears throat> without getting into, well, it uses D6s, and I'm playing 5th edition, which is more D20, uh, you know, I could, you know, do, you know, you could just, yeah, I think that's pulling that over in the spirit of what it is doing in, like, say, Mutant, or Year Zero Engine is kind of the, what we're getting at, I guess. You know, I think that's even some of the the beauty of um, the random encounter charts from the old days or even now when, when a lot of even some of the retro clones and <clears throat> newer games use them too, is that you have this thing that breaks up the monotony. You will check if you follow the rule for random encounters, every X number of turns, rounds, hours, minutes, whatever it happens to be. And by doing that, there's a sense of dread or foreboding perhaps, or whatever's going on. There's something's happening. And some of the better Call of Cthulhu scenarios that I've read or looked at, you know, they'll, they'll have ideas to ramp up tension. Like, hey, after this, 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 and this noise, you hear a noise. You did this and this, blood drips from the ceiling. This, this, and this, another body is found. Da, da, da. Um, but that's just, that's a more organized way. But I like this concept of stealing that procedure. That's cool, Jared. Thanks, man. That got me, that got my brains turning there. Good. I like it. All right. Over to you, sir. All right. The Warden comments on the thing about RPG editions. Going back a few episodes. I've been personally struggling with a new edition of my first original RPG for years. Ten years ago, I squeaked out my first game about professional assassins called Killshot. I know that game. I bought that. I have that game. I like the title. Yeah, it's good. Keep going. It did what I wanted to do at the time, and then I came up with a faster 
better way to clean up the system and tried launching a second edition the year after the game's initial release. It did not fund too soon. Every year I come back to a new idea for Killshot second edition, a new system or any variety of mechanical alterations, maybe a PBTA version, could it work with the current D20 system and so on, and on and on. Nothing clicked and my disdain for how the original version plays is locked. I love the, the idea of the game, but no longer appreciate how it's played. What's clicked has been a revised approach to what the game's about. In the first edition, it was just about completing jobs. Kill the target, check to see how many evidence points you collected, and determine if the cops are onto you. Rinse, lather, repeat. It didn't really provide a framework for campaign play. The current title for this edition is Kill Shot Syndicate. You are a low-ranking member of a crime syndicate tasked with forming a crew to eliminate targets. You live a life of crime, a life that means avoiding getting caught by the cops, sure. But can you survive the very syndicate that is considered your family? Can you rise through the ranks, or will your crew become the next target to protect their interests? Pulling this off requires a new system. Same one I'm using for my upcoming supers game, Pandora Total Destruction. I am a backer. Awesome. Yeah. And now it feels like a worth new like a worth new addition. Similar but different, enough to feel like a new game. Those are the additions I can personally get behind, and it's why I've been more inclined to buy new editions of D D with significant changes between editions, including the core mechanical loop, rather than subtle option changes and new rules in games like Earth Dawn, which really has new editions come out when a new publisher buys the rights to it. For me, a new edition of an RPG is a new game, not a correction. I think the warden's last statement there, Mr. Crapper's, uh, a new edition is a new game, not a correction. I think there's some serious power in that, and that's where a lot of us, when we hear something like new edition, that pops out. Like, so what's new about it? Right? Well, they cleaned up some stuff. So it's a collection of errata that's been reorganized okay or they implemented the errata right? yeah or they implemented the errata or they reprinted it yeah kind of <laughs> kind of something like that yeah it just doesn't doesn't grab you you know where if you say hey this is i think i mentioned it on the show the newest edition of cthulhu is the biggest change in the actual mechanics versus how it has been for a very 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 long time but no i get that i totally get that and i like the other piece that he's talking about here is when he when he's looking at <laughs> it's kind of like an inverted way to approach like, hey, I want, a, I want a new version of the rules. I don't like the way this game plays, man. I really wish there was a different rule system. I like the fact that he's thinking about that. And Todd's reading it through and saying, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? And then the revised approach that he's talking about is, you know, looking at it differently. I, I, I'm not salt. What problem am I really solving here? And that's something, Sean, you, you and I hear that at work. This is a... Um, Common executive question: What problem are we really solving here? <laughs> I work for like, a, dev, a dev shop, so like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like that's you know that's the question you gotta like, ask, right? Yeah, the question you're asking, but you have to. Yeah, it becomes kind of this almost uh, a boring statement. I'm trying to solve the fucking problem. It's written on the board. Okay, good. It's written on the whiteboard that says this doesn't work or whatever the case is. But there are many times when we'll get involved in something. I think that. That approach, I'm going to jump where Warden's not going here, but I think Todd's also hitting on something that we as game masters or players sometimes will be looking. I want to, I want to, I'm looking for this thing. Why do you want that? Why do you want a different version 
of Call of Cthulhu? What problem are you really trying to solve? It doesn't mean that you're not allowed, right? Unless um, Mr. Dragon Spawn and the uh, gaming police find you. Um, not allowed to go buy whatever the hell you want and try it and whatever. But understanding what problem is you're trying to solve. Um, when, when you look at a new character class or something you want to do differently. I remember um, Chad Knight, buddy of ours. Um, one of the things he was when he was playing in a Pathfinder game with me is years ago. He said, "Hey, can I?" I said, "You, you, I know you said no splat books past X Brett, but I really like this thief idea." And I read it over. I'm like, "Why?" Well, blah 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 blah. So I really drilled it, grilled him, and I'm like, "Why?" You know, what about this? Well, I really like the extra backstab damage. I said, "Okay." The problem you're trying to solve is that you want to be more effective. And the way the backstab damage scales, it takes a little bit to get there. Here's what you do. First level human fighter in 3-0 or Pathfinder. Bonus feats, stat bumps, blah, blah, blah. More hit points, more damage output, so on. After first level, then, take a level of thief. Oh, so you have more hit points, more feats. You could pick feet, all these different. I basically laid out for him a, a feat progression and so on skills. He's like, oh, well, that is cooler. They're actually more powerful, too. If that's really what you want. This is a better way, and it doesn't force us to implement because I didn't want to open that barn door. You know, Brett, Brett helping players min max. Yeah, since, since 1991. Uh, 1991. <laughs> but anyway, it was like again that that question of what problem are we trying to solve? And I think that even goes up to that concept of just the overall thing he's talking about is like you know moving. Not not just him, but I think what the other folks are talking about here. But Jerry's talking about moving procedures in versus mechanics. What problem are you solving? Why are you doing that? You know, it gets a damn good question. It, it gets overused sometimes in corporate culture, but I think it can be helpful for us when we look at. Oh, I really want to put in these chase rules. Why? Well, I don't like the chase rules that are there. Have you ever used them? Well, well, no. But I I really don't like them. Really? Why don't you like them? You don't have to have this conversation out loud. You can just have that internal monologue if you want. You know, I think it's, it's a damn good question. You know, and then if you're doing it, is it in his case? We talk about additions and stuff. Is like, is it a new game or just a correction? I think that's a really good point. That's a poignant point, Mister Crapper. So thank you, sir. I fucking ramble. Hopefully, I got all my rambling out on those. Man, I went way the hell off the rails. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Let's get Thank into you, the main topic. What are we talking about tonight, Brat? Well, this one should be a favorite of yours. So, one of the things that Sean has been talking to me about offline is like, hey, I got some really good feedback from the Forbidden Lands crew about things we could do, blah, 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 blah. Hey, I got some feedback from like the Jeff crew or, Hey, I got feedback. And I would say, Hey, I got some feedback too. We got, I got this. And we talk about ways means we might change things around or whatever. And we're texting, chatting back and forth. I'm like, you know, do we ever get feedback to our players? I'm like legit in the same, like, I don't want to be rude, but let me tell you what you're doing that I don't like kind of thing. And, uh, I think there's plenty of opportunity for us to do that in the same way that good feedback for a game master is creative, um, something you can use. It's not, it's constructive. It's not destructive. I'm not coming at you saying, 
look, Brett, you're a dumb motherfucker because I wanted to be the special thief from Splatbook 5 and you made me do this other thing and I think you're a dick, right? That's not helpful feedback, right? Um, I think it's interesting because we'll often, as a group even, players will be like, yeah, I really wish we could do, or I think you should, or couldn't, couldn't we just, you know, I've heard that type of talk from fellow gamers or myself and even... Um, my home group people will talk to me like yeah i'm thinking man if if nick would do this when he's running or hey you know i like this thing that alpha does but man should, should we tell him should we talk about this you know and i think that's great because it helps us get better as game masters but i think i could get better i do not feel i'm the world's best player right like i'm a fair game master i do not think i'm a very good player like at all because of i get frustrated i get bored easily right if i'm seeing if i'm playing along i'm like man what the fuck i am so bored right now um yeah i i, I attack it with my sword type of thing i'm not that bad anymore but i used to get really bored really easy and it took a long time for me to pull from people how could i be a better player nobody wanted to tell me well you, you need to engage with the story okay how but what should I do? What am I doing that's not engaged with the story? Well, yeah, well, you're kind of, uh, you know, I couldn't get anything that was useful. And I think it was also, for the folks I was talking to, they felt very awkward telling a player how to play better. Because I think, Sean, the dirty secret here is a lot of people like to uh, bitch and moan about the Game Master. But they really <laughs> don't want to fix anything on their side. I'm just going to say it. I talked about this on Saturday a little bit. I said, hey, because Saturdays I'll usually go into something and then I'll talk about, hey, Monday. See, for, yeah, that that's Sean's show <laughs> where he, um, where he, he, I cut he, out the co-host. That, hey, cuts, so, cuts me out and actually gets some shit done. It's yeah, the solo band act. It's the solo uh, band yeah. act, yeah. Sting, Sting, you know, is part of the police for those of those that didn't know. Yeah, but the police hated each other. Come on, they we're not did. that bad. Yeah. We're not like the Eagles. Come no, on, we get along. True. But when anyway, I bring when I bring it up, well, when I bring up the the topic for what we're talking about Monday, I'm saying, hey, Monday night we're going to talk about yep. this, and then I may elaborate. One of the things that I had thought of was one: do players solicit feedback? Most most do not. No. And. If you wanted to, what would that look like? And would you give them unsolicited feedback? And what would you hope to do? Because one of the things of caution, which I'm sure we could talk about ad nauseum, is first of all, feedback is always interesting because people take it different ways. Some are oh, very, yeah. very receptive. Mm -hmm. Some take it really really personal <laughs> we've talked about this a bit before and I, I think this is a good segue here or sidetrack because if you ask for feedback solicited feedback right you as a person giving the feedback be constructive helpful yes nice about it right being a douche about it just proves you're a douche right um if you are providing unsolicited feedback you need to really be nice about it right if you don't want to piss that person off inadvertently, the guys I'm like, if Sean says, Brett, dude, you got to stop 
blah on the mic. Really? Yeah, it's right. fucking pissing me off. I've known Sean for a long time. If Sean says, stop fucking doing that, I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll try to stop that. If one of my players says, dude, you keep skipping me in combat because of this new initiative thing. Can we go back to the old one? Because I'm sick of getting missed. If I hear that, I'm like, okay, I will take that immediate harsh criticism. I know these men and women. I'll take it and run. Um, but people have this th- have a thing, and I think it's becoming more common. Because when I was a younger game master, the game master never asked, "Is there anything I could do better? What kind? Of, what did you have fun with? Or what didn't you have fun with?" No one asked that question that I'm aware of. Maybe the better game masters were, and I didn't know it. But I played with a lot of people the, over the decades, and I, that's a more recent phenomenon to me. I think it's a good phenomenon. I think it's awesome that we do this. It's one good way to get better. But the other thing that you need to remember is if you're providing feedback, the person who gives it to doesn't have to do anything with it. <laughs> I had a... Uh, so I'll, I'll give you a work example, Sean. Previous job where you and I both worked. I had a person who insisted on giving me a shit ton of feedback on every presentation that I would ever send out. The, cu- the culture at the time was send everyone of importance a copy of your presentation, your slide deck, your PowerPoint, oh, and God. they would give you feedback. Crazy levels of bullshit feedback, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm like, I did no. So I just started shit canning stuff. I'm like, this is dumb. No, no, no. And I would get in a meeting, and I'm presenting, and in front of 30, 40 people, someone would like to say, I see you didn't bother to take my feedback into account. And I usually try to stumble, fumble my way into figuring something out as to politely how I missed it or whatever. And uh, finally, one day I had enough, and I said, that's because it was not relevant to the presentation. No, and they asked, they asked like, you why it wasn't in the presentation. No, they said, I see you didn't bother yes, to use yes. it. Why was that? Right. Right. Yeah. Which is a very attacking tone. I said, well, it wasn't really relevant. It was, had more to do with the overall blah, blah, blah. So I didn't see it was fit to do here. And I honestly, I received so much feedback. I I, I can't remember it all. And they looked like, and the room was like, just this, what the fuck? He doesn't just do everything we tell him to. Like, fuck, no, I don't. This is dumb. So anyway, point is, in the real world, when you give someone feedback, they can choose to do stuff with it or choose to ignore it. Sean can give me feedback and say, Hey, Brett, don't do that with Mike. I'm like, oh, too bad. Yes, quit, anyway. quit putting them. <laughs> why, why, are you, why are you choking yourself with a mic? What the fuck is wrong with you? You know, if I choose, I could be like, ah, I choose not to do that. Sean could then choose not to be a co-host with this dumbass, right? Oh you know, God, it's just silly hilarious. shit. <laughs> and I, that, I is, that, is, that, is, that is what's called poor <laughs> mic control. Poor mic control. Poor, Worse than yes. usual for me. Yes. Um, but anyway, I think I, I think the concept all around that, and that's my little bizarre tangent here, but I think the, the solicited or unsolicited component of this, Game Masters, we, we have a tendency, uh, the men and women and the folks I know who are Game Masters often reach out and say, what did you think? The guys I'm game with, my home group, say that. Sean, I know you asked for it. I asked for it after a gaming convention. What did you think? Right? Um, Jen Brinkman, the last time I ran a game hole con, gave me some really nice constructive advice. You know, it was some good stuff. It was about story structure or the adventure itself. And it was nothing like you're terrible, but it was like, hey, I think this, this, and this, and this could be really helpful. We all got it, but this would be really good. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. And a few other people throw some ideas at me, and I went, nice. And I slid it off to the side. Oh, you slid like, the rest I, I, of them to the side. Yeah, the lesser people. Okay, right. well, not lesser Jen. People. No, not Jen. Okay. No, but her idea was really good. I'm like, <laughs> I like that idea. That's something I, I, I can see value in. 
and uh, the way the whole table went, yeah, ooh, I like that, right? And a couple other people would say, oh, and blah. And well, well, maybe not for me. I'm like, okay, I don't have six people consenting right now, sample size of small, but eh, I'll put that to the side. Let's see if we do anything with that. So what you're but, saying, so what you're saying is mm-hmm. if a player solicits feedback and you give it to them and they don't heed it, you're like, okay. No. So this here's the interesting <laughs> part, right? If this is a campaign, right, and you're giving someone feedback uh, to the game master, and you say, Look, um, I don't like the fact that my character is ignored. Um, I really want something about my backstory here because otherwise I don't feel invested. And you're giving the game master information or the the table in general information of this is this is a part of the game that i really enjoy and we can't ever seem to get to it right you told me this was going to be this very tactical combat game and we haven't left the bar yet because the bard won't shut up right or the wizard keeps talking to everybody we we were supposed to be a dungeon crawl we got the quest five sessions ago can we please get to the fucking dungeon right I think there's, again, depending on the type of feedback and what it's about, there could be some obvious changes you probably need to make, which I think is legit. Well, so, so as a player, if you were, if I were a player and I were to be get feedback like, hey, you're always late, dude. The fuck? We wait. We say 6 o'clock start. You show up at 8 o'clock and we wait two hours for you. We're not doing that anymore. We're going to start the game without you unless you get your ass here on time or however more politely you'd like to tell me. Um, that's type of feedback, though. I need to then, as a player, come clean and say, look, I'm sorry. I can't make that because of a work schedule. I have my kids that day. Um, something else is going on or I suck at time. I am sorry. And um, go ahead. Start without me. See, I don't, or, I don't or whatever. I don't see that as feedback. You don't see that as feedback. I don't see that. I don't see that as feedback. To me, what that is that? Is, just that, hardcore criticism? To, to me, that's table stakes, man. That's like okay. GM player doesn't matter. Like that's social contract shit. Like, hey. Well, we, table stakes are table stakes are different to people. But fair, but it's it's hey, sh- show up the time. You know, show up on time. R- reply in a in a timely fashion for scheduling. You yeah. know, bring your dice. Don't be a, a yep. complete jackass, which is on the border of feedback. Uh, I, I think. can, I can, I can buy that. I guess I was just using that as an example that would require action of some kind. Sure, you know, uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is a type of feedback, yes. But yep. for for the feedback that uh, it, for this discussion, I think mm. is, and you've gone to players providing the game master feedback and the game master deciding whether they want to yep. incorporate that or not. Correct. Sure. Correct. I'm talking about players, like absolutely. We, you and I, and I think there is a there is a level with game. Okay, I think most game masters see or or understand that they are part of the creative force behind a GM based game. They are the one that comes up with a lot of the details. Like I think mm-hmm. that goes without speaking. They, they tend to put a lot much more much more effort into what needs to be done at the table. Okay. Correct. Having said that, I think most, not all, but most game masters are open to feedback because we have such a huge sandbox. Brett and I could take the exact same encounter and run it completely different. We could explain things completely different. Absolutely. 
We yes. could we could talk in different voices. We could in different perspectives. People will understand you're going into the same room, but from that on, it could be two different encounters and two different scenarios. Great. We take it. We take the feedback and kind of. So having said that, game masters, I think, are more susceptible to receiving feedback, constructive criticism. You know, highs and lows, stars and wishes, whatever. Players. Now, there's a couple reasons because one, players. I mean, you got to come to the table and got to play your character. So you're gonna. So what would the feedback be? Hey, I don't like so, the way you're playing your rogue. Yeah, that can and that can get weird, right? So if Sean, let's go back to the Star Wars game. Brett's being a douchebag and sitting on the ship. Right. And Sean could be like Brett. Should Sean have told Brett, dude, well, I need you. Uh, is there something about the adventure that's not interesting to you? Are you because it feels like you're really heavily metagaming why you're on the ship. It doesn't feel like you're even playing. Are you interested? Are you excited about this? You know, that kind of question is a damn good question. And I think if I use that example, I if you would have posed that to me, you've been well within your rights to do so. Okay, we're friends. Yeah, I would take it as such, but that probably, I think, would have uh, you would ask me play questions like you having fun? Yeah, I'm having fun. Right, but that was that was that wasn't a probing. No feedback question. Yes, no that questions was, suck. That, that, just, that's like yeah. yeah, that's like yeah, no good. Right. But I think if you would have and I would have, no, this isn't that you did anything wrong. But I'm just looking back, trying yeah. to learn from it. I'm like, that's a really. I've talked about it a ton on the show. I think if you would have hit me with that, that would have made me take pause. Like, huh? Because I don't know. I'm having fun. Do I not seem like I'm having fun? No, Brett, you don't. I don't. It seems like blah, blah, blah. Does that make I don't sense think, I don't think, um, I don't think that was a huge ish, issue just because I think it was like one situation. Like if it was repetitive, I'd be like, all right, dude, I got to talk to you. Yeah. Right. Do you not it like was, me? Do you not like the table? What's the problem? I think it was an isolated thing one night. And, you know, in all, for all intents and purposes, Brett might have had a bad day. And he's just like, dude, I just want to sit on the ship. I don't want to screw around. I'm just not in the mood. Right. Fair and enough. So, so it wasn't like, God, Brett's doing this every freaking session. This is a problem. I need to ask him what the hell is going on, you know, and then get to the root of it and bring it to his attention. And let him know and give him that feedback, which would be yep. unsolicited and in a form, which I think is what you're going for, Brett. Like it's a yep. form where you're like, hey, I need to know what's going on versus I don't like the way you're playing your tune. Yeah, because I think what, what happens, and this is and maybe I'm even heading in this direction, but as game masters, at least for me anyway, and, and obviously listeners jump in here for way off, we've got different slash better examples but when we approach players we say are you having fun is everything okay right. we're approaching this i want to fix something there are times i think i've talked about this before i, I have kicked one person out of a game like he was part of my campaign dude for a i thought of years. that was i thought that was beyond <laughs> behind us brett are we done with that <laughs> um there was a gentleman who i played with for a couple years and i finally i'm like I, hopefully he will show up to the game. I could talk to him when, as soon as he gets there and say, look, man, because I'm, I'm living in Madison, driving off the Wausau, we're gaming on someone, and we're going to say, look, here's the deal. 
right? He just blows off the game, doesn't show up, finally comes in like near the end of the game, is just like this mopey. It's just, it was a stupid high school bullshitty type of move. And I'm like, you know what? And then he didn't hang around later for me to talk to us. Hey, I want to talk to you. Then he boogied out of there. I'm like, this is dumb. So this is what happened before you even got to talk to him. Before I even got to talk okay. to him, like I, I want to. Uh. So I just I just wrote it down in an email and said, "Look, man, here's the deal. Ooh, this text. is not working." Text. And I'm awesome. like, I broke up with him over text, right? Uh, Basically, <laughs> broke up with him over text. Over text. That's what I had to because he wouldn't show up to the game. I couldn't talk to him. I'm like, yeah. it's irritating everybody. The way you are playing does not fit with us. You're not engaged at all. We have right. tried multiple. I've tried this. I've tried this. We've tried this. We've tried this. You are not, either you're not having fun, I, I don't know, but I can tell you that, you know, you being at the table is causing other people not to have fun because nobody wants to fucking deal with you. That was way more polite than this, right? But this is decades later. But it's basically like, look, man, <laughs> I got 12 people at the table and not a single one of them wants to talk to you, like in character ever. They don't want to deal with you. Because you're a hassle. Sorry, but no. You got to go. That was That's the most extreme personal. I've, I've had other people who have been kind of a pain where I could shut them down type of thing. But that was the one time when there was feedback like, no, you're done. That was very extreme. But I have a hard time, I have to admit, telling somebody, I think you're playing your character wrong. Or... You, you're doing it wrong in some way or you, you know what would be more fun is if you did this for me right if you engage with me as the game master more now as a player I find giving other players ideas or advice is easier I don't know why but keep going your turn <laughs> you got something <laughs> brewing you got it brewing I well, see ya it, it, and, it, and you're right Brett giving them feedback is different than the game master getting feedback because the game master has a lot of shit that they could address tons of it right do less of this do more of that whatever I got a lot of levers a lot, right, of, levers. lot of levers pull yes, abs absolutely do all sorts of stuff with a player I mean aside from doing all the, the, the social contract stuff like showing up on time having your dice don't be a dick blah 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 the other component, so one thing, right? So my buddy Jeff, infamous about not, like, it's always a mathematical equation every time the dice get picked up. It is, you're trying to land that one goddamn freaking probe on a moving asteroid. <laughs> All right, so it's plus two for the bonus. I got advantage, <laughs> but then I got right. disadvantage, and then I got another plus three. Oh, did you got bless? Okay, so bless is going. That's a plus one. <laughs> yeah, I, I played. I played with people like that. Every yes. group has them. Every group has it, and they're they're and sometimes they they grab it, and sometimes they don't. And I I joke at Jeff's expense right now. I love the guy. I really do. And when I, I say this, he knows exactly what I'm talking about, and it's not a big deal. I It's always a joke because I don't want to take it too seriously and blow my head, blow a head gasket. But I've told you know, but in those instances, I say to myself, dude, do yourself a favor, write it out like a flashcard or something. Like when you're going to smite somebody, pull up your little smite card, and it has the big number on it. 
Yep. Roll your dice, add that number all the time. Damage, roll, you know, second number. Like, that's it. That's it. Whatever. Don't look at the spell. Don't yeah. look at the freaking number of attacks. Don't freaking, you know, any of that shit. Just boom. That's it. Done. So that's feedback, like procedural stuff that I think some players could probably benefit from outside of the social contract is like. The cool part with procedural feedback, though, which I think you're getting at, and I'll, I'll give you another example. My buddy Nick, um, his sister's playing with us, and she was having a hard time understanding a couple different things. So he said, look, write this down. Yeah. I heard him tell her, write this down. Because this is the same thing all the time. And she said, oh, my God, I got I got confused. I am really sorry. He's like, I'm not mad. I'm just giving you the solution. Right. I think for a procedural thing, giving someone an aid, something to help them get through it is, is totally good. If that makes sense. Yes. A streamlined character sheet. Hey, <clears throat> hey, hey. Just do me a favor. I, I got your character on this sheet. Just let's see how you, you know use this sheet. You know, look it over. Right, I don't expect you to grok it in a half hour or whatever, but look this over and see if it's easier to use, like to reference things. Maybe because here's how I categorize them. Maybe it's easy to navigate. Let me know. Right? Yeah, and some sometimes I have had. So this come so I'll go as I'll go from player. Then I'll jump back to something. So the other thing I found is when I'm playing, if I'm playing with another group of people, like I'm playing in Nick's game, the Star Wars game. And Zave was Zave and um, somebody else. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Bernie, Nick's sister. But they were all wrapped up in something. It, it matters, dude. It matters. <laughs> so, so Zave and Bernie, I'm telling a story like my mom now. So Zave and Bernie are wrapped up in something, and they're arguing with me. And I just stopped. I said, "Look, I'm telling you, as Brett, as my player, my character doesn't care. You can argue till the cows come home. You're not going to change my opinion." So. That's just my character stance. I understand you, but where, you know, he's coming from, no. And David, oh, okay. I thought you wanted us to convince you like in character. No, 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 no. I do not need in character convincing on this one. I got it. He's like, okay, cool. So that was immediate feedback, almost like a fourth wall breaking away from our last episode where he said, stop. This is getting boring and frustrating. I don't care. Quit doing this to me. Right. So it was immediate feedback. I have had um, um, <clears throat> other people when we're playing with stuff where they're struggling or whatever it is, and I lean over, I give them advice like, hey, remember, you see this? You're lawful evil. <laughs> oh, yeah, your, your alignment matters. Oh, shit, yeah, that's, so that's why the game master, yeah, that's why he's leaning on you because it says fucking evil on the top of your character sheet. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. If you want to change it, talk to the GM. I'm telling you, this is the problem. Oh, I see it. Sometimes people forget stuff, right? Sometimes it's as simple as well. Maybe you just tell looking them, over at here's the wizard. Some feedback: Quit forgetting shit. <laughs> Quit forgetting stuff, you dumbass. <laughs> I hey, have I looked at. I just the, want to talk to you. You seem to forget a lot of things. <laughs> exactly. Could you write this down? Write this. You know what? I'm taking liberty of recording this conversation. Here, this is a player's handbook. Have this by your side. This should help. <laughs> I have. Um, I have very politely and passive aggressively taking a player's handbook, open it to the spells and put it in front of a player saying, hey, because we're going to get in a big fight. Are you probably going to need this? Oh, yeah, thanks. Person who notoriously forgets to look up their shit. So passively, which is aggressive, aggressive. <laughs> yeah, passively, not aggressive. <laughs> hey, Dick, this I know is, you're not going to look this shit up. So here, here's a yeah. hey, just uh, here you go. Just uh, saying I, I'm putting a little work here <laughs> to stop you. I have found that when I've done that in a game, 
the person the next game the book comes out and they go hey brett look got it like hey cool good for you i was ready to help you again yeah i know i always forget stuff but i got it now it clicks right they want the they want they want to get they better they want brett's they want my love and attention they want brett's <laughs> approval they, everybody does don't they really no that's a terrible idea um so as a player player to player um the other thing i've had is like saying my character just so you know you know and my character hates your character because of the thing you did or whatever it is i brett don't care right so and we've talked about this a little bit here but when i say look my character hates you hates you with a passion where i might come after you in some kind of a vengeance thing i'm thinking about that as like a is that okay with you right so there's one thing asking permission there and sometimes it's just like before it gets there saying just just so you're aware the thing you're doing there is going to piss me off sometimes this is an x card area sometimes it's like look i thought we said no one was going to torture babies in this game the fuck are you doing right brett is so nice brett is so I nice like i don't know any i don't i i don't know if i know a single player who's, who's been nice to who other players sits down really? and says well that sits down and says hey here's kind of the deal i hate your character and so I hope you're okay with that because you've never done that. I've done that. I've I, done that. I have seen it in play. Like I yeah. obviously hate your character, and I want to, yeah. you know, string them up or whatever. Well, but there, I have, I have taught, I have taught young children with um, learning disabilities martial arts before. So, like sometimes you got to break it way down. I don't see a problem with no, it. I'm just, just saying calm, that it's always... no matter how frustrated you are with the kid, <laughs> like. It's usually not their fault they don't understand. And I'm not saying yes. you know, that it's just learning disability kids, but I'm just saying sometimes you got to look at who you're going to give the feedback to. It's much like the Game Master thing. If I'm going to get feedback to Sean, he goes, I put 30 hours every week in on this game. I am so excited. And you're playing and you go, wow. I, I, don't I didn't realize I don't see 30 hours worth of work. <laughs> the fuck you are you doing? prep for 30 hours? For this? Wow. <laughs> These are... Uh, these are chips ahoy. Just so you know, these aren't even homemade. Just so you know, that's the Forbidden yeah. Lands guys. Uh, <laughs> <Sean>? Really, <laughs> we got to talk. <laughs> the other thing I found is a game master. Let me go back to this, Sean. Is so before I do this, let me do this first. Do you, as a player, do you give feedback to other players? Like, hey, man, don't do that. You're pissing me off. Or, hey, it's my turn. I always go before. Do you do you have anything like? Sometimes it's just procedural shit. But if you ever had to sit down with somebody, like, look, I don't know if you mean to. And this is probably too passive aggressive of me even like I'm telling you that my character hates your character is sometimes Brett saying you're pissing me off and I'm going to tell you this is my character because if I tell you it's going to be very rude right there's a lot of these people are my friends are like what the fuck are you doing you know it doesn't come it doesn't go over no very few people want to take the feedback of Get the fuck away from my table before I slap you. Dude, right? that's Don't different that. when you're playing with the Wasab Gamer Group Extravaganza or whatever. Well, those guys I give shit to, I'll probably hit one of them. Just fucking, right. what's wrong with you? Get my right. cuff up dead. Die chucking is kind of okay. I've had dice thrown at me. As before, long yes. as yeah. it's not maximum Done with velocity. Done with love. Done right. with love. Right. Yes. It's the occasional flip. Not, and the, not and the small dice. Not no the, wind up. Not the, nothing no nothing wind up. behind the ear. Like No, nothing behind the ear. Nope. Nothing behind yeah. the ear. Um. <laughs> so player i uh other than procedural i tend i don't i can't remember the last time i 
gave anybody that feedback player to player just because I'm telling you, giving players feedback is tough because they, if you do, it borders on taking away something that they're, I mean, they're playing Fightor or whatever, insert character name. I think class. your statement is the thing you said at the beginning of the game master, I have an entire toolbox. You've got like four tools. Yeah. They're just they're or they're the tools are so different. Right. Right. It's a different toolbox. It's like this is a woodworking set and you have a calligraphy set. They're not the same. No. You know, it's a totally different game. You know, maybe, you know, it goes to, okay, what makes a good player? And then you take some of that and go, hey, here are some of the things that you might be able to do better. Like nobody's telling you that you're not, you know, fighter should, a fighter should fight. Yes. If you decide that you're a fighter that's not a fighter or maybe they're uh, a conscientious, conscientious objector, but they're playing a fighter, playing against type. Absolutely happens. Right. And sometimes it's a hell of a good time. Yep. Exactly. That's fine, but going mm-hmm. back to them and saying, hey, you know, you're a fighter. You're supposed to bash people in the face. Well, I'm a conscientious objector. Well, then why are you playing a fighter? That's stupid, right? Then that gets, that's no good. That's not helpful. That's no. not That's no. not constructive in any, any way. It's like, no. oh, well, I didn't make a fighter because I thought you were covering those bases. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. We need to change our approach as a team. Right. Right. Sure. So having said that, some of the other things that would come into play is, um, hey, could you, I got a lot of plot things going on. Some of them may not make sense, but for the sanctity of the group or the spirit of the game, sometimes you just got to kind of go with it. Like instead of the, hey, that's what my character would do. I'm not going that direction. Sure. Understand it. Having disagreements Amongst the other player characters, certainly understandable. Hey, Flint Fire Forge doesn't want to go across the lake. He's afraid of water. Great. They still get across the lake. Yep. Somehow, one way or another. There's dialogue. Ah, he gets across the lake. They knock him out, whatever. So it's some of those things like, hey, if you're not going with the flow, could you go with the flow? Maybe a little bit better. Throw me a bone every once in a while. It'll be much more fun experience. Blah, 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 blah. But... You know, it's, hey, I'd appreciate if you talked in funny voices. Or sometimes it's not clear what you're trying to do. Could you better explain some of the things? Like mm-hmm. maybe I need to ask you some more questions <clears throat> on what you're doing. So I think a lot of it is more just taking what we would think is a great player, right? What would make a good player? Well, I, sh- you know, I show up every day on time and dirt, dirt, But I mean, in the game, like going with the flow. Having social, you know, differences between the player characters, if that's kind of a thing, like I'm always a grumpy dwarf and I never want to get along with anybody, fine, but understand that you're all going to have to go in one direction eventually. Yeah, I, I, we still need to move the game along right? because at a certain point, if you choose to be the grumpy fuck that nobody wants to hang out with, they will leave you behind. Right. Or right. shank you. I mean, I don't know. You yeah, know, or, yeah. <laughs> or, or it's, it's, you know, prison rules. Sorry. And I don't know what happened. He fell down an empty elevator shaft and landed on some bullets. I don't you know, know what happened to the him. The secret notes start flying around. Yeah. Oh, you get a bullet or, you know, you get an arrow in the head. What? Yeah. Where did that, that come, come from? from? I don't know. Huh. <laughs> you know, so it's the, like a so note. A note. Okay. Nod. Uh, give me a roll. 
<laughs> Whack. Note, pass the other direction. What? Yeah, yeah exactly. that shit just freaking blows up. The other thing I've, uh, from a game match, I like those points, man. I really do. And I think the other, the other piece is when we're talking about this, I think you're dead right. This is not table stakes that like show up on time. Don't, don't be a general asshole. The other thing I've found that as a game master, what I end up doing is providing feedback in the moment. A lot of that has to do with, it says lawful evil on your sheet, dude. No. Remember, we agreed that we're playing alignment strict per these rules. We all read them. Remember, we agreed that. And that's another piece is when we have that agreement and everyone's like, yes, these are the bound. These are the rules we're all bound by. Um, player to player. We've said this before too. players can infl- in implement the same authority there. Look, we agreed that there's no player versus player combat. Why are you attacking me? Like we agreed that that wasn't a thing. Or we agreed that, yes, you could be the grumpy dwarf that nobody likes. You would be difficult, but not impossible. You were making this impossible now. You know, we had an agreement. Right? And that's the other component is, as a game master, sometimes my feedback is like, look, the whole thing is going to grind to a halt if this is what you want to do. Like, just saying, you are being an ass right now. Is that really what we want to do type of thing? Or you you don't understand what it is that you're doing or the impact of what you're doing and so on. You've got something, Sean? Okay. I do. I do. Yeah. Well, the only time that I can think of, and this is, I mean, I was a player, but it was a one shot, so I didn't know the group. But the only time that I would give a player feedback as a game master, and I might put, I'd probably pull them aside because, you know, public, you know, Reprimanding can be yeah, a mixed un- bag. Un- it's uncouth. Yeah. Um, but I would say this, and it happened to me in a Call of Cthulhu game, and I think I mentioned this before. It's when the pre-gens come out, yeah. and people grab them, and they pick the debutante, and then they play the debutante as the heavy. No. Yeah. No, 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 You were, you were no, no, no. literally doing it wrong. You are, in that case, I'm, then I got to step back as a game ma- Now, I wasn't game master at the time, but if I played, if I ran a game and somebody decided to play a bard or or whatever, and, you know, that's a bad example. Call Cthulhu better because there's the, the roles can so, find yes, their no, way no, I'm, diff- I'm to I'm be different. Yes, right? Yes, yeah, yes, they get yes. in this scenario and they're like, well, I'm action jack. Well, wait a minute. Hold on a second now. You you rolled up investigator, like private mm-hmm. dick, high investigation skills. Now you want to like. You're, you're a murder she wrote on paper. What what do you mean you're what? action Jackson? You are not. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. So yeah. that's okay, maybe. But maybe you should play a different f- character. Like let's change this line that says action Jack and call it investigator jack yeah. right you know and that's i've had that happen because at a and it's this happened to be unique because it was a one shot so the one shot usually you have different skill types there to cover different bases in a scenario and if you're like i'm picking this guy who's the rich guy who's supposed to fund everything but then the rich guy turns into you know i'm the chief investigator and your skills suck now somebody would say oh i don't agree with that sean Here's comes the next random encounter letter. I don't agree with that, Sean, because 
I should be able to do any of that. My skills suck, so I probably won't succeed very often. Fair. Absolutely. Understand. Get it. But when every single thing is like you're you're ultimately playing against type, you're not even playing against type. You're not trying to be the nice dwarf or the clumsy elf or something like that. You're genuinely picking like the wrong tune to play. Yeah, there's there's a fine line sometimes between being difficult, bullheaded, stubborn, you know, insisting on a thing and playing against type. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sometimes sometimes the line's a little blurry and it's hard to read intent. And that's why it can be hard to give that feedback to people. Right. I honestly think one of the pieces that we as players are probably not doing often enough is asking people what we could do to get better. Because Game Masters, we do this. We're asking people, hey, what levers could I pull? What would make this session more enjoyable? And I think there's nothing wrong with as a player saying, you know, I think this character is kind of cool, but are you guys having fun interacting with, you know, <coughs> excuse me, you know, Lady Sorsha? Is, is she fun? She's a well, drip. She's so unsocial. <laughs> yeah, I she never like, wants okay, to go out. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, that's and those are pieces where it's not just. It's like, how do you like my character? Okay, cool, good, good feedback. Yeah, yeah. I thought you're supposed to be the financier of this whole thing, and I'm the guy with all the investigation skills, and you you won't let me investigate. You're you know, the finance. You're the financier that doesn't do finance. Like we're yeah. we're leaning on you to get us to Africa to investigate this. Nyrolethotep. Yeah, and, and you, you insist that I'm not spending. Fucking, you won't spend any money. You yeah. won't fund Why the fucking trip. Or what the, the hell is too? your purpose here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe nicer. Maybe nicer. In, per, in the, player. In, in, in character. character yeah. right. But the other piece, too, is like, so am I doing anything that's that's pissing you guys off? Because sometimes you'll be, I, I know myself, sitting there playing, and you think you're being cunning or very clever, you're like, ah, yes, and my character, I, I, I see this as like he might be a turncoat for the group, and I'm trying to kind of maybe play wall sides against the middle, and it seems like a cutthroat sort of game. And the rest of the group may not feel that at all or may not want that yet. Or whatever the case is, if someone, you know, asking someone, do you like what I'm doing? Are you having, is there anything I could do better? Right? Engaging with you as characters. Is there anything I could do better to, um, you know, Understand whatever. I, I, I've got bad. I Here, don't read have this sound. book. Here, this read this trilogy on Drizzt. Read, and darn. so when you go to Icewind Dale, you'll know all the stuff we're going to go it, yeah. over. <laughs> but read at least the Crystal Shard for God's sake. Um, <laughs> but seriously, though, there there could be. I mean, I remember playing Amber Diceless, and some folks who played this and some have not. But if, if you do not know rogers lasney's amber universe it can be very daunting to understand the concepts and how it works now in the back of i think it is the second book there is a synopsis of the entire chronicles and i've told people i said you could re read that if you want people were like oh yeah i want to get involved oh i just don't have time to read the novels i'll tell you what read the synopsis oh yeah cool i'll do that it becomes glaringly obvious they haven't fucking read anything or if they did they have it, it, nothing sunk in right they don't understand what they read which is 90% of the time not the case it's usually they didn't bother to do the homework they were assigned right sometimes I think as a player it's like 
asking that question, though, is there something I missed? Is there something I could be doing better? I feel like, you know, because we don't have any problems giving feedback to a game master saying, you know, you really should rely on, on Jeff more because Jeff knows the Forgotten Realms better than you do. We don't have any problem giving the game master that info. Is there any reason why we wouldn't tell a player, look, you know what, here's a quick, here's the cliff notes of this. Or if you want to stay late at the game or come in early, I can give you a quick rundown of the trilogy. I can just blow it, blow by you all the salient points. Or I could help you understand something better, right? And I, I think that's um and if you if you're playing a new game for the first time, like Call of Cthulhu, you've never played a horror game before, with heavy like going to find clues and crazy investigation stuff, not like did orcs come this way and um, where's the blacks in the sun? You're trying to figure out these weird minutia. And if you feel lost or if you're not sure that you're fitting in, ask the question, am I doing this right? You can ask it in the game, right? You can say, okay, just out of character. I feel like I'm like totally screwing something up. And somebody looks at you and goes, well, it does say airplane pilot. So you being here at the library is probably not the best place for you. If you went to the airport, you could get more bang for your character's buck. Ah, got it. Thank you very much. And then go take, then that, that's actionable. That's something you can do, right? Does that make sense, Sean? I think so. It's it's not easy to ask for this stuff. And I think you're right. As a player, we have few, we feel like we have fewer levers. And I think what it is, is they're just different levers. For sure. Right? Am I engaging with the characters? Am I engaging with the story? Am I being unnecessarily difficult because that's what my character would do? I might not even feel I am. I feel I'm adding some fun tension. And the rest of the group is like, look, we know the end result is we argue for 15 minutes, knock you out and put BA on the plane and fly to the next mission. Can we just say we did that instead of every fucking session? We have to have a 15 minute in character diatribe about how we tricked you to drink drugged milk. Come on. Why are we doing this? Well, then I would have feedback for the game master for putting that situation <laughs> in front of all the every time. session. Oh, the time we're coming to a river that the dwarf <laughs> hates to cross. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. The, I think I don't know, man. It's it's interesting because we'll we'll deal with problem players, and I don't. And I think sometimes people that become problem players are sometimes are seen as there are some honest to god. Asshole problem players out there. We've all encountered them. If you haven't, I hate to say it, but you probably will. But I think some people who we see as problem players um, aren't necessarily doing it wrong. They're just doing it different. And unless we ask them or they start asking around or we don't give them any kind of feedback like, hey, do this, do that. Here's an idea. You could try this. You could do this different thing. Because that's what Game Master feedback is. Well, They're not telling you usually that you suck. That actual <laughs> constructive feedback to the game master is, you know what you could do is instead of X, do it with a lemon twist. Because the lemon twist really, oh, that's perfect. That's the lemon twist, man. That's what we got to have. Great. Perfect. Move on. Because that's a lot of decent constructive stuff. It's actionable things that you can do to improve your and the rest of the table's experience. 
there is something to be said about some players never, ever, ever having anybody tell them or give them feedback so they don't know that they're kind of like, you know, I wouldn't say not doing it right necessarily as much as I've been playing this way. Now, somebody could say, I've been playing this way for 10 years and nobody's ever told me this. Who are you to tell me this? Or you get the person that's like, I have been playing for 10 years, one year, insert time, and nobody's ever told me this. Thanks. I appreciate that because I didn't really know that this was the thing, like a thing. I think that reaction is when we talk about what makes a good player, right? Yes. Yes. I agree. The first reaction is, oh, you really are an asshole. Right, yes. Right, that's what the, the real <laughs> asshole flag goes off. I go, oh, I see. You're defensive, too. I'm asking you, you know, we were as polite as we could. We right. agonized over how to talk to you. We're having a discussion. You're like, well, who the fuck do you think you are? <sighs> you know where the door is, right? Because that's where you fucking came in, right? So, I, 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 <clears throat> and I think as a good player or someone who's striving to be a good player, when I get the feedback... What I'm striving to do now is like, I've not heard that before. That the second example you gave is like, okay, got it. And sometimes you can be like, look, I played this way for 20 years and no one's ever complained. Wait a minute. I played with the same group of assholes for 20 years. This is the first time in 20 years of playing with people I've never played with before. Or look at the table and say, wow. 20 years of assholes have been placating you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Which happens when we're all friends, right? We're like, oh my God, you know, Billy's a jerk. But well, we all love Billy. Um, he stood up in my wedding. And I just fucking <laughs> named my kid after Jesus Christ. Nothing I could do. But when you're at a convention or you're meeting my un- gamers, it's my uncle Bob at the gaming, Bob. gaming table. <laughs> we're gaming at his house, man. What are we gonna do? Um, you know, yeah, he farts. At, he's you know <laughs> queuing on. But I mean, come on. Other than that, you know, <laughs> we need a fifth. Some of those are deal breakers. <laughs> I'll let you pick which. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't throw me off that one. <laughs> But I think it's how I to be the introspection, which we've talked about a lot over the last few months is like, look, when someone says that to you, say, okay, cool. And again, the beautiful thing about feedback is you don't have to react to it right there. You can say, okay, cool. I need to think about that. Thank you. You can react innocuously. You can say, wow, you know what? I'm not sure what I want to do with that yet. Hang on. Let me, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to think about that. Let's. Okay, cool. I will. I will definitely. Table. I'm going to table it. I'll take it into consideration. I'll do, I will think about this. I'm not sure how I want to act on that. And those noted. are le- noted. noted. Yeah. Noted. Mental note. Yeah. I'm going to put that down in my circular file. Crumble, throw. <laughs> no, don't be a dick about it. Right. But you do not have to react immediately huh. when someone says, you know what? I think you're, as a player, it would be better if you did this. You could say, huh, not thought of that. Let me think about it. That is legit response. And then circle back. And circle back and say, to I the decided. original To the Brett's original, well, you don't have to do anything with the feedback. You don't have to. <laughs> you do not. And I think the other component is, <clears throat> as a smart, intelligent person, which our BSers are, is when, if you get feedback, you're like, this sounds like deal breaker feedback. This sounds like, if you keep doing this, Brett, we might have to ask you to leave. I am not having fun playing with you, Brett. When you when you do this as a as a player, I don't like you. You're taking away my fun. We've been around a while, and even if you're new to it, the social cues you're picking things up. 
and you can hear this, you can feel it, right? How serious is this? And sometimes you can say things like, wow, I didn't know you felt that way. Is this, is it, do you feel really strongly about this? Is this something you really need? And some people I've been like, in therapy the last year. <laughs> I can't freaking take it anymore, Fred. I, I, that acceptable. Uh, I acknowledge that you're mad. Um, I'm it, on it, medication it, for this it, shit. Because of you. You, you prick. It is hard. It is, oh, good God. It's not, and we're not psychologists. Somebody out there probably is. Um, and I'm not asking you to digest all the social nuances and the double, triple entendres and what they could mean, but you know, you do your best when you get the feedback as a player and say, wow, okay, I didn't know you felt that way. Okay, um, let me let me think about how I can deal with this. Okay, cool, got it, understood. I, I noted and I'm going to do something about it. Thank you. That something might be, I quit the game. It, I'm going to find a different group because sometimes the answer is I do not fit with this group. Do not put square peg in round hole. It doesn't fit here. Let's just move on. And sometimes it's like, wow, boy, one of those other jo jokers I gained for the last 20 years would have told me not to do that. Cause <laughs> wow, I thought, I thought it was quirky and fun. It turns out I'm a dick. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. I thought, I thought quirky and fun was, making everybody mad at me. I guess that's not as quirky or fun as I thought it was. I think the next session of uh, the, the gaming uh, Wausau gaming group in up in Wausau is gonna, the Greyhawk game's going to have a little twist at the beginning. <laughs> a little twist. A little twist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Anyway, serious. I just I want to want to throw this out there. Okay, I mean. Um, <laughs> You know, I was just thinking about this the other day, and it's been thirty years, and <laughs> I don't like any of you. <laughs> I fucking had it. I could find better gamers other places. Never darken my door again. I can't master. stand way you pick your nose before you roll your <laughs> dice. You, you won't never shut up. You won't take any notes and show up late all the time. <laughs> and don't even get me started on you. You <laughs> fuck. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not good. Anyway. Yeah, so if you provide feedback to your players. <laughs> uh, constructive and decent feedback, much better than Sean and I tried to here. How has that all worked out? Yeah, how's it working? How do you do you do that? As a player, do you seek out feedback? As a game master, do you provide feedback to players? As a player, do you give feedback to other players? Um, and if so, what are you talking about when you're having those discussions? So it's it's interesting. Like I said, we are just chatting about it because Sean and I are doing a lot of Game Master. We're thinking about, hey, I want to make sure I'm doing okay. So you ask, how's this going? How's that going? And so on. And uh, I just don't remember. Players just don't seem to talk about that. Maybe, uh, maybe they yeah, do behind our backs. Maybe out, they do behind the our backs. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What's going on? Yeah. They're sneaking around behind us Game Masters, plotting and planning and bastards, all of them. Anyway, let us know what you think. Let's move on to Die Roll before Die Roll. Oh, Lord. Two to four miscellaneous points gaming geekery we want to bring to you. We have one, two, three, four, five this week. Mastermind Adventures. I found another pay-to-play site. Wow. I, yeah. I thought, huh, interesting. Why can't I copy this link? I don't know. But I'm MasterMindAdventures.com. Find adventure yes. with Game Masters for Hire. Yes, and you can apply to become a Game Master. Ah, so. interesting. Yep, so there's one I came across. Somebody posted a, a 
game they were running on Twitter, and they're like, "Hey, we do this thing." So, anyways, check that out. Neat. Next one, Sword Quest Micro Edition by Diogo on itch.io. If you haven't seen this, if you don't know Diogo, we've we've brought his um, work up online before. I actually have three of his games. Really cool designer developer, and so. This thing like takes like it, it, you could fit it on like a matchbook like it's really small. So he's asking like two ninety nine US for it. Yeah. It's just it's a two megabyte PDF. People, <laughs> I think most of that is the PDF encryption that goes with it or something. It's like a, <laughs> all one game. It's very very interesting and unique. Nice. Um, and then the Year Zero engine, as Brett and I tend to find some of free league stuff interesting they have a to create free league workshop uh content using the year zero engine to create free league workshop content so Mm. you know hey you're on dm's guild and you're chugging away on 5e and you're like you know i could use a change of pace um and you explore free league stuff year zero engine and you want to create content for them there you go there you go yeah if you're a fan of it or yeah, that's awesome. I like that idea. Very cool. Yeah. The next one is the Fate Accessibility Tool Kit by Evil Hat Publishing. So this one, there's room for everybody at the game table. Inside Fate Accessibility Toolkit, you'll find an exploration of the challenges and experiences facing people with a variety of physical and mental disabilities in their own words. Advice on compassionately and respectfully playing characters with disabilities as well as strategies. Discussion of specific disabilities, including blindness, deafness, hardness of hearing, mobility issues, etc. Lots of things listed. Options for representing disability in the fate system, a review of RPG safety tools. Like Fred over there is big on, you know, making things accessible and open to all. We've got an ALS uh- an ASL, excuse me, American Sign Language reference for common RPG terms. Yeah. Large print character sheets. This is pretty cool. This is yeah. neat. Yeah. I thought it was pretty neat. Let's check cool. it out. Yeah. Uh, the last but not least is voice acting references. Uh, so bonus action on Twitter. I didn't find it through them specifically, but it proliferated. Came up with this. Apparently they do some game aids and came up with a t- you, th- they came up with like a print version which is like a jpeg but there's an also on also also online random table that you can roll on it's a d100 you can get anything from skittish jamaican accent frightful gruff and masculine vocalizes from the front of the mouth squeaky you have an npc um, you don't know <clears throat> kind of how to give them a particular voice roll on this table pick something and then and actually, which I find interesting is you can just roll it and then assign it to that NPC. So when you reference it, because this is, I think, the tweet mentioned was, yep. hey, got that NPC that you didn't plan on having. And and then the players come back and then you forget their voice. Like you could actually use this like, oh, they're scratchy and weak. That's oh, yeah, OK. I remember how they sound now. <laughs> Five son, months later. <laughs> My son, AJ, uh, has got one he's shown me from uh, Matt Mercer. He's like, 
basically, you know, shit your players will remember it, you won't. He goes, yeah, you know that interesting voice you used for that for the Baker 16 towns ago, five sessions ago? You won't remember what they sound like, but your players fucking will. <laughs> like, oh, uh, we're, we're back in, you know, you know, Freetown, and we thought we'd go talk to, you know, Greta and Hansel, the, the, the two really cool bakers, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, their voice changed. Oh, weird. Well, that's weird. Are they being taken over by something? No, they're not. I'm just an idiot. Right. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. And it's so, got some good ideas that are just keeps vowels as short as possible, smooth and warm. Speaks with lower jaw jutted out. Speaks with lips slightly pursed. Just different. And some of this, even if you don't do voices yourself, if you use these as descriptors for how they sound, I cannot do an Irish accent very well, you think, but I could say, well, they have a very thick Irish accent. Okay, click everyone in their head, ratchets around, what does Irish accent sound like to them so they get that. I can't do one, but that's how they speak. Okay, cool. You know. I like number 52. American <laughs> accent. American yes. accent. There's a lot of pre- there's a lot of variations <laughs> on that one, too. Anyway, yes, that's pretty is. cool. That is yeah. neat. I like that stuff. Yeah, so that's you can find it and print it or use it online when you need to. So yeah. that's Makes all sense. I think we had for die roll and for this episode what mm-hmm. in the hell are we talking about next week Brett? I don't know Sean I've been trying to get you to give me some better ideas lately no I'm kidding I put one <laughs> so, in the hopper about using imagery but I yes you, know. you did I'm thinking about pulling that one and I've got a couple others I want to chat with you about I don't want to sometimes I don't mind retreading stuff we've got a fairly sizable back catalog I don't mind retreading certain things but I also want to make sure some of it has some time to sit so anyway I'll come well, we'll, come, we'll come up with something I'll be behind episode, on a few things our episode feed only shows the latest 300 so the first 50 in order to right. get them they gotta go to the website and download them so that shit's free game then huh alright well see there you go alright cool alright man alright well so Hey, thanks for everybody showing up live to see this recording on twitch.tv. We really appreciate it. Thanks for showing up. Uh, We know that it's not something you have to do, but you decided to do it anyway. So Absolutely. Very nice of you. Every Monday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, head over to gamingandbs.com forward slash Twitch. You can sit in the chat room and see our our stuff. Sometimes I edit this stuff. Like, nobody else sees it except for the people that are live. So, hey, Uh, YouTube, if you see it, give us a like or subscribe. And then, of course, catch us on your favorite podcatcher of choice, 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 uh, <laughs> by listening to our audio flagship show, uh, po- our audio podcast. Be Otherwise, done. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night and good game and all. This episode of Gaming and BS produced with help from the following BSers. Joe Swick, Old School DM, Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Eric Jeppesen, Andy Hall, Chris Steele, Jason Hobbs, Mark Tasaka, Merkel Froehlich, Pure Mongrel, Brett Pazinski, Brandon Barnes, Eileen Barnes, Dan LaValle, CWL Mellencamp, Craig Huber, Roger Brasslett, Stephen Dragonspawn, Jared Rasher, Ray Otis, Jim Fitzpatrick, Old Scoozer Roleplaying, Old Scouser Roleplaying, Christopher Lang, Curtis Takahashi, Larry Hout, Ron Bishop, Mark Richmond, Chad Gleyman, Sky, Craig, Howard Bishop, Josh Wallace, Corey Welch, Angus, Eric Salzweedle, George Sedgwick, Robert Nemeth, Brian Kurtz, Laramie Wall, Perry Besor, Eric Avia, Michael Dinos, Andy Olson, Jeff Seifert, John Kayward, Corey Gonzalez, Maurice, Niall Diamond, Aaron Relia, Jeff Goad, Aaron Coleman, Brian Rumble, Rich Wishon, David F. Baylog, Harrigan, Melissa Bashinsky, Henry Newcomb, Cole Kago, Eric Tavola, Hoos Carl, Ghost GM, Mike Hess Jr., Rory Weston, Jim Ingram, Daniel Garrett, 
Eric Frankhouse presents Phil McClory, Adam Grotejohn, Jay Plata, Ed Nyes, The Duke in Purple, Isaiah Aries Christian, Larry Hollis, Quigley Malcolm, Awal Trooper, Craig Shipman, Todd Sharp, Orcus Dorcus, Chris Shore, Michael O'Holland, Wayne Peacock, Mike Coleman, Miniature Master, Kevin Keneally, Zagrave, Bob Fletcher, Vornak, Farty McButterpants, and Andrew Lear. Hey, you know you could get Gaming and BS merchandise? Yeah, t-shirt, hats. Head over to gamingandbs.com forward slash merch. It would be merch appreciated. And remember, be a positive force in the tabletop role-playing game hobby. Thanks, BSers. This, this has, has been, been a Litterbox, Litterbox Studio, Studio production. production.